Tree Thomas. Tree Thomas is right here, and right there is my co-host, Norm DeStorm Chaudhary. This is Big Country, Little City. We're coming at you live. What's going on in New York, brother? How is uh, how's September? How's mid-September in New York? Still hot. We still got 80-plus 80, 80 degrees weathers out here. We're still using the rooftop. I still take my shirt off, and I'm loving it. So I hope we could hold on to these days a little longer. How's it going down in the, the big country down there? Down in the middle of the fucking flyover states, it's still warm. Uh, it's cooled down a little bit. We've been getting a lot of uh, morning fog. There's been some major fog in the morning, like... I'll you know be driving to about? work. You know what I'll I think about when you say that? I think about those big bucks, the ones with the big horns and stuff, but you don't see any of that over there, do you? Um, no, I mean you see the the deer. They definitely they, they their patterns have, have shifted. They <laughs> definitely uh they're they're more visible on the road and stuff. But um the the sun the sun patterns have changed. It's like I have an internal clock that like when the sun reaches a certain point, you know, I'm used to waking up, you know, your internal uh, body clock and, and it's, it's, it's changing because I, and I know it sucks because it's going to be, you go to work at dark and you leave at dark. Like all the daylight is going to be at work. Yeah. And it's going to be a total of four hours of sunlight and then everything else dark. Yeah, it, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all, all your daytime, oh, the sun's out, it's pretty. Yeah, that's all at work. And that sucks. But it, it's life. It is what it is. We have four seasons. Some places don't get that. Like, uh, California doesn't know what fall is. Yeah, they don't have any Christmas uh, winter over there. They don't have snow on Christmas. They have, uh, you know, shorts, wearing yeah. shorts and tank tops in the winter. Yeah. yeah, that's why they decorate palm trees with Christmas lights. It's like you don't know what pine trees are. <laughs> palm, trees are like... palm trees freak me out after a while. They feel so placed, you know, like they were placed there. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's artificially inseminated yeah you know it's like the Truman Show you ever remember that with Jim Carrey I watched it I need to rewatch it because there's there a, a huge... scene there was a scene with the moon and he's looking at the moon and it looks like it's a recorder you know he's like, and then you know if you ever to get a chance to look at the moon for a little while you start to bug out you can't believe it's real you're like how is this real how is that big shining coin lighting up the sky you know <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a lot of conspiracies around the moon, but... So weird, man. And how did we it, not yeah. find life outside of Earth yet? You know, like, how is all these inventions? We have 5G, we have all these businessmen, we have all these technology advancements. You know, we basically could do stem cell research, and we haven't found any life outside, outside there, you know? Uh, no, the... Ah. Explain that. <laughs> have you fa have you seen the the pyramid that's on the moon? No, I know there's craters and there's things like that. If you take like you know your third eye and you look at it long enough, which is all mind boggling, and it's just like no, sci-fi is always weird like that. And yeah, I heard about things like that, but no, I haven't heard what you're talking about. No, there's there's apparently a pyramid on the moon. And how is that built by a civilization of moon? It, it, it's not natural. We'll say that. It's so, not nature. Nature doesn't build pyramids. So what? 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 What built it then? The, the Anunnaki. The Anunnaki. That lives on the moon. The Anunnaki are fallen angels. The Anunnaki are people that took their DNA and spliced it with human DNA to create us. To it sounds like the Russians. <laughs> No, it's not the Russians. The Anunnaki are people that, that they're uh, along the lines of, like I told you years ago or months ago, the Nephilim. They are fallen angels. They are these apparently these ancestral beings who have 
millions of years of knowledge of you know life and liberty and whatever just being on this planet that they have decided like we need to create this group of people to either there's there's many many theories but harvest all these golds the gold and platinum and titanium and silvers and we can just make these people that will do this and they value these precious metals and we'll take it from them and we'll go to the highest up levels of their hierarchy and we'll take it all right off the top and value it at such a price that they have to harvest it. And, Brian, where and, did you read this, Brian? Where are you reading this? From? They know we're not even from this planet. We just m manipulated their genes and told them that it, this is so valuable. If you can get this, you'll have so much wealth. If you can harvest this mineral, this resource from the earth, we'll give you so much money for that. Sounds like Bitcoin. It's worth so much more than what you think it's worth. It's 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 all a huge conspiracy. I don't I don't know what's true and what's not true, but you know what's true right now? What's true right now? What Bitcoin. what tells the, me what makes me money? What what is it? The price of Bitcoin is eighteen thousand. At one point it was sixty something thousand. So if you were one of those people that has put a lot of money in Bitcoin, you're literally depleted. <laughs> it's down to I like those apples. Yeah, All right, you no, put five thousand, right? So you put five thousand as an investor. Do you see this as an opportunity or a loss? I mean, with time, you're always is an opportunity, but you know, at what point, when? I don't know. There's no forecast for me, so uh, it's a big loss for now. You know? Be because as a conspiracy theorist myself, I I see us. We have to go through a recession. Oh, so yeah. I would say if you are going to invest in Bitcoin, do it, but knowing you're going to do it at a loss. Do it now, buy it, buy all you can, because it's going to go through a loss. I mean, I always like but to buy things with people. your point of view as an investor, as a guy that knows about stocks and blah, 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 it's like, what do you think? Do you think it's ever going to come back? To $60,000 a share. I mean, I think it's worth when people are running away and not so enthusiastic, when people are not celebrating and jumping for joy, like how they were when it was at 65. I think it's worth a look. So, you know, what you would do is start to put some pieces down at these levels and see how it goes. And then, you know, if it goes up a little bit, you put in a little bit more. If it goes down, you margin down, things like that, you know. It's always a psychological thing with money. You know, you got to understand the, the what's going on in the world and see what how it goes and use your money wisely you know and always have your expectations like you're going to lose money so it's an investment it's a vehicle it's not your number one primary source you know like just like all these uh, you know conspiracies these are thoughts and theories that need to get fact checked and you know there's a bunch of people there's a community out there doing it and uh, shout out to reddit man reddit is one of the most interesting um, um, community based you know for theories and things like that and you know, like, I just really think Reddit needs a shout out, you know, and actually one of the owners, I mean, one of the guys who created Reddit committed suicide. And I think that's something we should talk about, how innovative these things are that are point to the, to the point where people are killing themselves because they can't believe what they created. You know? Have you ever used Reddit? No, I've never. I've, I've used, I've, I've looked at Reddit, like, for about 10 seconds. But I think no, you should download the app. Brian, I think the big country would benefit a huge amount by Reddit because, you know, we were talking about finances and conspiracies and things like that. And they're all community based. And that's what brings them together. You know, as, as crazy as I think, um, you know, because what was community, it? you know, like, you know, what, what happened to, um, you know, the what was the conspiracy that was big? The, the, the cinema, the, no, cinema the president, the president that we had that did the what is that Watergate? No, it wasn't around during Watergate. 
I'm just saying, isn't that kind of a conspiracy? Like, why did that happen? Who killed the John F. Kennedy and why? You know, these kind of things are conspiracies, right? Where they could be broken down and talked about and discussed for hours. Uh, Mothman prophecy. The, the, the guy in West Virginia and all these freak accidents were happening. Conspiracies, right? Sure. So those kind of things are discussed on topic boards and, you know, it's research and facts and all that stuff. And so is, uh, you know, Reddit. When you go on Reddit, it's a bunch of that. They have crazy videos. So you can watch all types of crazy videos that people post online. And there's a community of people that post crazy videos, you know. There's Wall Street Bets, which is a huge community. And what people do is post loss porn. You know, they, they show their losses. And, you know, they say, they, oh, they borrowed money from their wife. And they said, we're going to get things. And then all of a sudden, like 65% of the portfolio is down. And there's like huge amounts of losses. So they Snapchat it. And they put it up and they have a bunch of people in the community relating to it, talking about it. And I'm sure as a conspiracy person, you'll find great benefit of being part of Reddit because you'll have all these things that you're t- talking about and you'll see the community and what they have say, say and their work that they have on that conspiracy. And, and, you know, I think it'll be good for you to look at. Yeah, it, it probably would. But there's just there's a couple things that just make me not like it, but they're. It, it almost seems like it's a shit-talking app. I mean, it has but, media. It has media. It has thoughts. It's a place that people gather and talk. Actually, Reddit is the reason why GameStop, if you ever were watching GameStop, went up to like $700 a share. Exactly. That thing is going that, to bankruptcy. That's, that's what I was trying to say earlier. It was like, yeah, GameStop and AMC and all that, that had no traction if it wasn't for Reddit. Right. Those are meme stocks. What memes meant, they had a community of people all going on a stock that the banks have been shorting because they're going into bankruptcy. So yeah. the banks, big banks that have huge amounts of dollars were taken down by a community in Reddit because everybody in the community was more than what the banks had and it caught them by surprise. So the banks had to shut down the trading, which is illegal technically, because this small community, well, it wasn't small actually, but this new innovative way of communicating through Reddit had enough people slowly buying the stock, squeezing the bank's short interest, meaning that bank is saying the stock's going to go down. If a bunch of people on Reddit communicate enough and have everybody buy it, the GameStop stock will go up because the banker's short position will get squeezed out, which but- never has happened in the world of finance. And it all started from Reddit. So Reddit's a very interesting and powerful tool. And I think the big country, if you guys start to partake and look into these things, you could also be compelled in this stuff. And it's just groundbreaking work. You know, I've never seen it before in my life. Like our last text exchange, when you like said all conspiracies, bullshit, and this and that and the other. But that's the one thing I thought about the last time we texted each other. It was like, you say conspiracies, bullshit, and that America's the greatest place in the world. And blah, blah, blah. Yes, it is. America is the greatest place in the world. Yeah, you could do nothing and you'll be fine. Like, where else can you go? You'll do, if you do nothing in Venezuela, you'll starve to death, you know? But you can also do that. You can be involved in bullshit and you can manipulate the market. That's unheard of. On Reddit, you beating banks and banks have to do illegal activities to, to rebalance and beat out the community. And, uh, you know, seeing pink haired Reddit posters in the Senate talking to senators and congressmen, I couldn't believe what I seen. That is the wild, wild west, my brother. And one yeah. thing American culture has is that we have that. We're not ninjas. We're not samurais. We're the wild, wild west. In the beginning of the country, we went around all the states by states robbing people. You know, Red Dead Redemption. You know, if you played Red Dead Redemption, the video game, that's yeah. how American culture started. We're a bunch of cowboys. We had to go around and the gold rush happened. People were getting robbed. It's incredible. And that's part of our culture, you know. And Reddit's an example of that. It's the wild, wild west. It's a bunch of people out there communicating and talking. One of the most compelling things I've ever seen, you know. And I'm just a, a casual user. I don't use it to the extent because it's very uh, confusing looking. I think the app made it a little bit easier to use. But there's so many other things on Reddit that I'm not really using, you know? Yeah. 
So I think you should, uh, you know, download that app and see what you could find out. Because you probably find out things that I don't know about in other community bases and stuff like that. But, you know, what I said about conspiracy theories is like what you say about the Democrats chasing their tails, you know? Yeah, they could be right. It could be wrong. At the end of the day, how is it affecting my life, really? You know, like, at least finance, yeah, you could lose money. You might feel like shit sometimes. But, you know, it'll help you. You're going to make money or you're going to lose money. Either way, you're doing something. Whereas, you know, conspiracies, they can't be proven. And at the end of the day, how is it really affecting my life, the conspiracy? Is it an excuse? Is it a reason to be like, yeah, this is why everything sucks, you know? So psychologically, I don't agree with it. I'm not saying it's not true. There are things that are being covered up. Like we were talking about aliens. Like how do we have no sign of life? We have all these million, billion dollar ideas. We have all these innovations. We could freaking order online, DoorDash, come to our house, 5G networks. But we can't find any life on Earth or life beyond Earth. Yeah, like the, and you're you're right. It's like the longer uh, I have been like a a, a globalist, uh, like, like, you know, it's a ball. We live on a ball. The more I hear about flat earth, the more I want to believe in flat earth. Oh God, Kyrie Irving. And 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 I don't want to do this, but it's like just when they when they throw facts, uh, quote unquote facts, when they throw facts in your face, it's like a periscope. Like the the naked eye can see like three four miles. When we're out in the ocean, we can see three, four miles. And we can look and see it like, oh, it looks like it's uh, got a little curvature to it. Periscopes, What's up with the ocean and the moon? They said the ocean and moon go hand in hand. The ocean and the moon, dude, dude, there's so many conspiracies. The ocean and the moon, like, that gets into flat earth and all that. How does that affect our lives, Brian? It doesn't. How does Joe Biden versus Donald Trump affect our lives? It doesn't. I mean, it dictates our attitude as a nation. How does Come on, Joe- when Obama was around? You were in cooler. You were in a little bit slick talking. You were in a little bit cooler the way you walked. You didn't dress a little bit better. I think so. <laughs> does it affect my my money? Really? Maybe, dude. Maybe more than you think. Yeah, maybe, is, maybe Biden and the info, inflation and this and that. Maybe that might affect you, but. How does it really affect you? Not as much. Not as this, much as everybody thinks it does, you know. But it is an attitude and uh, a stance on how you approach things, you know. Oh, the gas went up a dollar a gallon. Really? A dollar? I feel like more people were proud of America when Trump was around. Was it always the best kind of proud? I don't know. But, you know, people were definitely more proud to be American, you know. I'll tell you that. People were. They were more because he said, fuck you. <laughs> yes, and you that's know what? You know what I loved about him? Uh, he wasn't. He wasn't afraid to be wrong, and that's what a leader does. You know, dude. I, I saw a clip the other day, and and you'll have to look this up on your own time. But it was hilarious. Uh, I think it was when Joe Rogan had Whitney Cummings on his podcast, and he brought up this time, uh, this uh, compilation of Donald Trump saying. Nobody, 24 times. Nobody does this better than I do. Nobody loves Israel more than I do. Nobody loves the cops more than I do. Nobody does this more than I do. It was hilarious. He said he's the least racist person he ever knew, and I believe him. Nobody's as least racist as I am. Like, you know, I just recently seen a short of him going and visit uh, Kim Young-jung, you know, like, this guy doesn't want to, Kim Young-jung doesn't want to talk to nobody. He's an isolated nation. They don't want to talk to nobody. And he went to go shake his hand, Donald Trump. How racist could that be? Like, yo, this guy literally, if anything, Kim Jong-young is the most racist person I've ever met because he doesn't want his country talking to nobody. He wants everybody to stay in his own country. So the fact that that guy and that kind of personality wants to shake the hands of the leader of the free world. Like, what about Biden? Everybody's like, oh, he's so nice. I think Biden is nice. But nobody wants to shake his hand like how everybody wanted to shake Trump's hand, you know? Yeah, it's because Donald Trump will shake shit up. He'll do something that you've never seen before. Now like, What's up with the, the guy from Florida? What do you know about him? You know, what's what? going on with him? The guy from Florida that everybody talks about. I'm sure uh, oh, you know, Rogan, Rogan and 
Rogan and them spoke about him. The guy that's in Florida that they think will be a good representative for. Uh, oh, that's for Ron DeSantis. That yeah, guy. What do you know about that guy? Tell everybody about him. You know? Ron DeSantis. He he shipped fifty immigrants that uh, the the world or whatever sent to his state. He's he took these fifty immigrants and he put them on a bus or a plane or whatever the fuck he did. <laughs> he sent them to Mar Lago. He said, oh, you guys, and there's a sign. The Hodge twins put up a video. There's literally a sign that says that they take all these immigrants and poor people and blah, blah, blah. They sent 50 immigrants to Mar-a-Lago. And they freaked out. Who, Mar-a-Lago of Florida or Mar-a-Lago? Yeah. Or, or, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm sorry. Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Martha's Vineyard. That's in that's in uh, Canada, right? No, I think uh, Martha's Vineyard is some. I think it's Canada. No, Martha's Vineyard, I believe, is in. Uh... God, I, I suck at this shit. This is Ron's gonna hate me for this. Uh, my buddy, uh, he's gonna hate me. For... But Marlago, I think, is in. Shout out to Ron and all the business owners out in the big country. Yeah, yeah, Ron. Yeah, he's a smart guy. I love him. He's my best buddy. See, he's but, on the forefront of and, this inflation stuff. No, Mar-a-Lago is in, um, I think it's in Maryland. It's in Maryland or, or, or fucking uh, Massachusetts. No, man. Martha's Vineyard is, in, is a Canadian. Conne- Connecticut. No, Canadian. No, it's not. No, I don't think it's in <laughs> Canada. It, it, it's in America. Martha's Vineyard is where all the presidents go to have their little vacay. Yeah, it's in, it's in Canada, dude. So, like, we, we, we hear Martha's Vineyard, but we don't know exactly. All maybe right, so what Martha's happened? Vineyard. They flipped out over there because of the immigrants? They flipped out. 50 fucking immigrants. 50 immigrants. They flipped out. They called, a, like, a national, this and don't take this for truth, but they called like a national state of emergency. Oh my God! Oh, these immigrants—they're in. Yeah, flood. again, I think the United States of America handles immigration the best. We want them to work because you know there are Americans out here that have been living here hundreds of decades, and we're too lazy to work. So we need these people to come and take the jobs that we don't want to do. So but we can watch they, the internet and they, watch uh, you they, know Hulu. They flipped out. They they got this busload of fucking fifty immigrants in. Uh, Cape, or 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 they they end up shipping them to Cape Cod, Cape Cod, Maryland, or or Massachusetts. They end up shipping these people to Cape Cod. Think about it. if you don't eat anything for a long period of time and you eat a piece of bread, you're gonna think that bread tastes amazing. And I think that's why immigration is important in this country because you know we get but used to things. It's the hip hypocrite hip, hip hypocrisy. Of them saying we accept everyone we love and blah 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 blah, and then as soon as those migrants show up at your front door, you freak the fuck out. (laughs) Get them out of my town. That's that's an exposure of your true mentality. Yeah, Reagan has a short now on YouTube. He says, you know, the nine scariest words is that I'm from the government and I'm here to help. (laughs) <laughs> and he showed Kamala Harris saying that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's an example. Like, you know, people want to be like, one. yeah, this is, we want to help everything. But when the help actually is needed, they're ghosts, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you want to help with immigration? Yeah, these uh, babies are coming at your door. They have kettles, they have animals, you know, they don't have any money and stuff. What do yeah, you do? Just ship them to San Antonio. <laughs> Jeez. San Antonio's going to hate us for that. <laughs> hey, no, they're not gonna hate us for that. We didn't do it. The government did it. Oh my god. San Antonio's gonna love us for calling them out on yeah. What about Seattle? There's like no immigration there, I bet. <laughs> Seattle. Fuck Seattle. It's cold Fuck up Seattle. there. Nobody wants to live up there except Caucasian men. <laughs> yeah, Caucasian and uh gay uh, non binary men. Fuck them. What when those people that use the she and her pronoun? <laughs> yeah, you he he him, he and him. there. Yeah, he, fuck him and his. 
They have a YouTube short again on the YouTube short. They have a YouTube short of a cat smacking the lady because she says, "I use a she, he, she, 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 her pronoun," <laughs> and the cat doesn't even know English. But just because of her nature of her saying that she uses those things, the cat turned around and smacked her right in her face. You know, I think like, oh, you can't make that up. You know, it's a stupid. No, movie. and the cat was probably more right than the person was. Right, the cat was sitting there watching Fox News all day. <laughs> Yeah, the cat was watching Fox News and Tucker Carlson going, this bitch is crazy. I don't know, man. That guy is crazy a little bit. And the other guy who said that, um, you know, there's shooting in Connecticut was a hoax. Like, yo, come on, bro. What are you talking about? Uh, some of it. Some he, of went them... to jail. he got fined or something. Big, big things happened because of that. You know, and I'm like, Dude, yeah. that's crazy, bro. Like, how can you... you think that if it was a hoax, what's the reason behind it to distract us from something? It's always a distraction. It's a distraction. It's a deflection. I think COVID was more of a hoax. Like if I was a reporter, I would have a hard time putting my face in front of a certain initiative. But it's something like the Las Vegas shooting. I would have a hard time putting myself in front of that. But 9-11... I'll put my face right on the front door because 9-11 was something now it's been 20 years and we've learned some things and we've talked about things, but to put my face in front of uh, the Parkland shooting or 9-11 or any of these other small school shootings, eh, you might want to give it a little bit, give it a little bit. And just look at it, research it, whatever. But but given the time that has passed, it's it's okay for me to talk about nine eleven. You know what I mean? Yeah, never forget. That's the thing we found out from nine eleven, dude. When do you remember the country most unified? 9/11. The country was most unified. But although I think, if, I think if aliens came, it would be more unified than 9/11. But that's never going to happen, obviously. Like we talked in the beginning. All right, so. I'll go ahead and tell you. You don't know about it because you're not into that world, and I am. Project Blue Beam is a holographic alien invasion of the United States to bring all countries under a one world government, the new world order. That feels like the United States is now, you know, because everybody else is doing something different. It's working towards it, but I just want to go ahead and tell you on record today is nine 20 of 2022. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that. So I have it on record Project Blue Beam is what it's called. Yeah, I don't know, man. The conspiracies are just too much for me, man. I know it's too much for you because you live in a a city where everything is real. You are on the streets. You're beating the path. You're walking the beat. Like, I understand. A lot of people here, you know? Like, I never believed in ghosts until I went to West Virginia, you know? When I went to West Virginia, people were using candles. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, because you're from a place where there's so much activity. It might be this. It might be that. It might be Think this. Think about it. He used to yell at me to turn off my laptop. He said, why does the light need to be on in this room? It's not Times Square. <laughs> I used to yell at you to turn your laptop off? Yeah, you know, I always had like a light on in the room. I didn't realize it. It took a countryman to tell me, hey, look, I need pitch black to sleep. And I never knew that I was never in pitch black, you know, so... You're like, no, what's up with all these lights in the room? Turn these things off. It's not Times Square. And I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, I didn't know I did that. Yeah. I mean, you used to sleep with the window cracked, you know? And then my other roommate was Aaron Butler yeah. from Baltimore. I do that. He, used to, he used to leave the heat on extremely hot, like it's a tropical island in there. So I'm like, my two experiences with roommates were, you know, because we were athletes, we had to stay in the same room. So we didn't get to choose our roommates like everybody, like a normal student did. Which is kind of weird. How are we athletes and governing government of the school that we don't get to choose our living space? We have to live with the other athletes, you know. 
So like it was either you with the Alaskan cold, brisk, bri- uh, you know, the, you couldn't have artificial air filtrating the room. You need real air to go to sleep. And then, you know, my uh, lights th- that I needed on to go to sleep, you know, so it was always a constant. And Aaron Butler, who was, you know, the Baltimore kid, he would always have the heat on and he would put on baby oil and all that. He'd be like leaking sweat, like Patrick Ewing in his room. And I'm like, dude, what the hell? Why is it so hot in here? <laughs> Oh. It was insane. See, like geographically, wherever people are, wherever they grew up at, they have a, a way of living. You know, like you needed that cold air, you know, and I needed those lights, and we didn't know until we got put together. So, I think that's interesting. Yeah, and, that, and that's and that's what this podcast is made upon is because it's a smash of cultures. Yeah, like Tim we- Nichols was telling me about the hunting. You know, he's like, it's very important to hunt, Norm. And I'm like, you know, my interpretation is hunting is Bambi's mother died. And it was shocking when I was a kid. So, you know, I have a liberal media, liberal arts kind of uh, narrative to hunting where you guys, you know, it's a part of agriculture. It's a part of ecosystems. It's a part of living. It's part of life. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We see it as a little baby deer, like an innocent baby deer. I mean, the rats in New York, I guess you could say that, you know, but the rats are like ugly looking and like dirty i don't think deers look dirty i mean to you guys maybe because you see so many yeah it, 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 it it's along the same lines of why we have cats on purpose but you guys have cats in bodegas to to only eliminate the rats right that's the difference is like we have cats because we enjoy a cat no, you guys have them to eliminate vermin. That's the difference. That's that's exactly what this podcast is about, is the difference between big country, which is the entire, almost the entire U.S., and the little city that you guys populate. You guys in the little cities, you have cat. Oh, there's a cat in a bodega. There's a cat in a bodega. No, we enjoy cats. They just happen to do that. Ty, you, you, have, you have bobcats, like even evolved cat domestic cats that are huge and make crazy noises in the woods. <laughs> yeah. There's no bobcats in New York City. Big country. There's cats that take down uh, full-size dogs. Yeah, that's crazy, yo. I mean, I've seen a Paragon fight Falcon, you know, Paragon Falcon in Brooklyn. And I felt like that was the most horrific thing I've ever seen. I've seen it shredding up another bird with its beak. And I said, Did that, what am I looking at? How is this in Brooklyn? I'm sitting right here looking at this Falcon. And I'm like, are Falcons supposed to be in New York? Yeah, it starts to question your reality. Exactly. I never would have thought I would see something getting shredded apart like that. And that's definitely nature right there. The hardest. Yeah, that's I don't think New York's exposed to nature like that in that nation, you know, that notion. No way. I think that was the first. I was horrific. You know, I was eating a sandwich or something and I was looking outside and I'm like, oh, you know, it's the closest thing I've seen of as a a dinosaur eating something, you know, and it's like 2020 and stuff, whatever, 2020. and, And that's exactly what it is. You are exposed to something you didn't think existed. Yeah. That would be like, you know, two gay guys on the rooftop, like, you know, whipped, whipping each other with towels and stuff. You know, that's like you guys seeing that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you staying up there? You, know, you guys should come down to my uh, sauna room in uh, Equinox. You know, there's no Equinoxes in the big country, but in the little cities, we have Equinoxes, membership clubs. And, you know, the guys are walking around butt naked and it's like nothing for them. And I'm like, the older they get, the more or less shame they have of being naked. Literally, the guy bends down right in front of me. I'm walking right behind him and, the, 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 you know, going downstairs and he like bends down right in front of me. Like he intentionally did that. And I'm like, do you understand how rude that is? You know, like, why do you not think that that's rude? You know, he's like, I don't care. I'm old and gay. <laughs> yep. You're right. I want to show my little uh, Sherbert over here. You know, I want to show you my little friend, you know. it's it's insane when was the last time you went to a sauna you you know what a sauna is the steam rooms Seinfeld, Kramer, Jerry all of them would go to a sauna it was probably 1998 
It's probably last time I was in a sauna. Nineteen ninety-eight. That's like when Michael Vick played football. You know. Yeah, because I didn't know about like. I've been fat guys like, were on the offensive line. There's no fat guys in the NFL anymore. None. Have you seen yeah. a belly in the NFL? Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Whenever the NFL season starts, that's an indication the time is flying. Don't you feel like that? Yeah, the time shift for sure. You know, your Marshall guy, have you been seeing him? Yeah, uh, we didn't watch his dogs this weekend because the girlfriend took care of him. She uh, apparently didn't go out of town, but there it but, is. Yeah, we, we, uh, we You're definitely be in the had, newspaper for that dog. <laughs> we had a big influx of uh dogs come in on Friday and they all left Sunday or Monday. Yeah, so Big Tree works for the best dog handler in the Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, I With mean, Uncle Ron out there, you know. I mean, we're the best, hands down. There's no doubt about it. So they're responsible for taking care of uh, millions of dogs in that area, or whatever, thousands of dogs in that area. Yeah, thousands. Which is big in the United States right now, you know? Technically more arguably than starving children in the world. People Dude, love animals. Think, think about it. All the people that you follow on social media, all these people have all these animals. I believe when it, man. My... My dad they, was my dad raised four children and he was more happy to come feed my cat more than us sometimes. And I get it. We used to say things crazy when you're young, you say things to your parents, you're not appreciative. You know, the animals are more appreciative, and that's why, you know, I think people care about animals a little bit more than humans sometimes. Humans could be humans and they're just you dude, know how many times if uh if a this dog... is my dad, I was really cool with my dad, bro. But there's times he came, he said, Fuck you, I don't want to feed you, I want to feed the cat. The cat loves me, and I'm like, okay, dude. That's that's the same thing as how many how many times out of ten do you think if you see a guy on the side of the road with his thumb out, are you going to stop and give that guy a dollar versus the cat, or give you the know? dog water? I see people giving dog water all the time. You know, there's people that ride around that always have cat food in their car. Yeah, I guess because cats and dogs don't do drugs, you know? Give him, give the cat fucking food. Right. Cats stroke our ego. Animals stroke our ego more than humans. Humans don't stroke each other's egos like the animals do. There's a dehumanization because, oh, this poor animal, this poor this, this poor that. And it's like, little do you realize that cat is a fucking killer. (laughs) <laughs> that cat will pull a bird out of the sky. Yeah. And it takes you a 12-gauge shotgun to shoot a bird out of the sky. You can't just grab a bird out of the sky with your bare hands. I don't know. As a cat and a dog owner, I felt completely different. I feel like the cat is more of a, you know, a critical on you and yells at you a little bit more. And the dogs, you're like your best friend, you know. So it, I think that, if you're a writer or you're illustrator right, that, or you're some type of creator that, like that, you have a cat. And then if you're a cool, laid-back family and you like to have company, I think you have dogs, you know? That's, you, no, you're exactly right. But if you look at it from an outside perspective, it's like, oh, they like dogs. Oh, they're, they're a dog family. Imagine the difference between earning a dog's respect and earning a cat's respect. Because cats don't care. Give me my shit. Yeah, you get spill milk, the cat's going to be like, you idiot. You fool. Look what you did. If you spill milk with a dog, it's going to lick the hell out of that thing and it's going to be clean and you're going to act like you made no mistake. Yeah. <laughs> the dog's yeah. going to look up at you like, I love you no matter what. You could get fired. The girl could dump you. I still love you. The cat, you come home and your girl dumped you, you're a piece of garbage. You'll hear it. It doesn't even speak English. But just it's sitting there looking at you. It'll be like, you piece of garbage. You got dumped. You don't deserve anything. I'm like, what? Yeah, the the cat gives you no remorse. The dog. None. It seems like the dog is like, I'm sorry. You're you're sad. Here, I'm going to leave. Lay its chin on your your lap, you know? Like, no matter what, the dog is going to love you. You could be the worst person on earth. Literally piece of garbage. But the, the cat, the Are cat you garbage? could care less. 
the cat's like, oh, well, I'm sorry you feel that way, but uh, touch me a little bit, and I'll, I'll be fine. Yeah. You got to hypnotize them with your, uh, you know, petting, you know, but which is also serving them. It's not serving us. I guess it serves us. There's, like, studies about petting cats will reduce our stress. But... Yeah, it's it's a complicated relationship, but... <sighs> But no, I feel like cats are more uh, mental, you know. Cats are a very good mental presence, you know, whereas dogs more like emotional, physical. And that's why I understand why people in New York City and shit, why they have cats. Because they're all writers for the New York Times, you know. Like, you're a writer, you have. <laughs> I understand. I understand why people in the city have cats. Because it's like it's a companion that you don't necessarily have to take care of. You can leave them for a weekend. You know, there's a there's a give and take with cats. Like, they don't even want you there, number one. So it's like, yeah, I can leave for two, three days. And just, uh, they'll be fine. But with a dog, a dog wants your attention at least twice a day. Yeah, in other countries, they eat dogs. I don't think we would want to eat dogs here. Well, that's only in, like, Korea. We don't eat dogs. <laughs> Look on YouTube. There's, like, a journalist, American journalist, yelling at some, like, Zimbabwean guy that bought a dog in the market to eat it. He's yeah, like, I'm going to show everybody in America that you're a dog eater. And the guy's, like, looking at him laughing. He's like, over here in this country, we don't care, but yeah, West Virginia, we don't eat dogs, so don't. I mean, I don't want to eat dogs either. I don't want to eat anything that's a predator, you know, or uh, you know, something something that has helped us. I feel like dogs and horses helped us. We shouldn't kill them. <clears throat> Imagine the to... world without horses. You know, we would have never won all the horses died with us at war. Horses and dogs are considered soldiers. That's they are saying. given soldiers. Like... A cat is not going to go to war with us, bro. No, a cat's going to be like, oh, fuck that. I just want to be over here. You know, dogs and horses, God fight. Get in the fight and do your job. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to. I'm saying, okay, like the horse, dude, that is incredible. They should be treated the best out of all animals. You know, like horses are just amazing. They have no recollection of what's going on. They're just going to go up that hill and get stabbed in the, in the shoulder with us. You know, sometimes yeah. they would get killed first before we do. <laughs> yeah. That, how do you dismount a guy from the horse? Uh, you kill the horse, then he'll dismount. Oh, my God. God bless horses all around me. We talked about the skyscrapers and the people building the skyscrapers. God bless those horses that died on those fields and all those forts in West Virginia. And all those yeah, those, those horses, those horses that uh, forged the Midwest and, and founded the Midwest and killed all those fucking. Yeah, because the crazy humans, crazy humans made them fight and lose their lives. And they did it with no remorse. They did it right away, charged up those hills you know, to go die. It's like yep. running into a buzzsaw. Horses did that for us. They opened the door and they ran right into a buzzsaw. <laughs> it's incredible, man. These animals, I'm telling you. I mean, you know, not all animals are equal, and I really stand by that. You know, they should be treated equally, but horses and dogs are above all the other animals, according to history and everything that we have done. You know, no, you're, you're you're hundred percent right. No, yeah, you're right. I'm you're fucking right. wrong. Yo. I like all animals, yo, but yo, horses deserve extra credit. Yeah, they they get the gold star for real. Horses, horses, and dogs, and uh, also we'll, we'll throw in there like donkeys. I don't know too donkeys much about the donkeys. Is a, is a mixture of horses. I feel what like the, the donkey is more of a, a food thing, you know. They let us eat them. Like, okay, human, you're gonna eat me at some point, you know. It's a survival. Uh, donkeys is horses, and what is it? Horses, not in ponies, but donkeys are a, a, an amalgamation of two different things. Like, I can't think of it right quick, but donkeys are like oh, oh, I think it's mules and horses. Mules and horses mixed together are donkeys. That's why they're workhorses. They can pull a plow. They're not as big as horses, and they can't run as long as horses, but mules, they're mules. They just they, they do the work. 
What about dolphins? They always help humans. That's pretty interesting, you know. You want to talk conspiracies? I think if you ever sit down on on the, on the couch and cross your legs a little bit and have your calves go into your foot, it feels like it's a fin. So I'm like, you know, that could be a conspiracy that we were at one point. I mean, I don't think it is a conspiracy. It's a fact that we were at one point in the water. And I feel like we, us and the dolphins would interact a lot. And dolphins are pretty Dude, smart. You... The ocean just totally complicates everything because if you want to, how come we don't about... know about that? How come we don't know about the ocean as much as we know about space? That is such a weird thing. Exactly, that's exactly the reason why I don't know exactly. Well, we can't make what... money in the ocean. There's no way to make money. I think the real reason we love to go to space is that there's money opportunity out there. Yeah, we can't I make money I... in the sea. <laughs> Did did you ever? I I never watched it, but I saw the preview of uh, my teacher or some shit where the guy was like learning from octopus. I don't octopus know. taught him everything in life. He was like, "They're the greatest teacher." Dude, I would never eat an octopus. I don't want to hear it, yo. That's something about the big country that I have in the in the big city in the little city. People love seafood. I don't like fucking seafood. I don't think the big country likes seafood like that either. I don't live in Japan. I'm sorry. I don't want to talk. I don't want walkie walkie freaking like, you know, squid animals. You know what it is with seafood with me? It tastes like water. I taste the water, your sodium, mer- mercury in the food, you know? Yeah, there's there, there are certain animals. Do you have seafood lovers in, in the big country? I don't think as much as like, you know, here, you know. Do you like seafood? I love crab and ah, shrimp. You know those are roaches, right? They're cockroaches, crab. I know. Do you know in America they used to feed the prison inmates lobsters? Joe Rogan used to host Fear Factor, the best podcast man in the world. Used to used to get on TV and make people eat cockroaches, you know, out of jars. No, I no, I don't want to eat cockroaches. But you said seafood. Yeah, well, seafood, seafood uh, cockroaches, seafood uh, is lobster, lobster, delicious. Crab are delicious. Shrimp are delicious. But that's a, a stigma. They I want to eat chicken and beef, bro. No, none of those weird, exotic, freaking Japanese seafood things. You know, Even though it is a sign of sophistication to eat lobster tail and all that stuff, but I'm not a fan. You know? Salmon, ugh. It's awful. Yeah, give me, pe- give me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> like, yeah. See that that's that's what makes our podcast great is because not that you're from, but your ethnic origins are from a place where you will eat anything. Dude, my dad but used to bring home uh, fish and cook. You're so Americanized that... I'm like, I'm not eating that. Give me a Roy Rogers burger, dog. Nice processed food. Nothing natural, you know? (laughs) That's the beauty of it, is that you're so Americanized, you're like, ugh, God, fish? Fish heads? Yo, dude, fish heads look like we're freaking apocalypto, you know? Tribal people. I couldn't believe it. I would see a fish head in my sink, you know? I was like, Dad, what is this? You know, of course the cat loved them. The cat was like, hmm, what are you cooking? The cat was a French French cigarette. A cigarette cigarette, the cat. <laughs> it, it, it's just beautiful sitting on the outside looking at you going, this guy's so American, he wants a peanut butter and jelly sandwich over salmon. Yes, I think salmon is awful, dude. But and at the top tier restaurants in all the world, yes. salmon is one of those. And you go, oh god. And you honestly, if you're with rich people, it is kind of weird that you don't want to eat lobster tail and all that. But I'm like, you only eat chicken, man. Fried chicken, Bosco 100. <laughs> Give me some yeah. fried chicken and and uh, the waffles like we had in college. Remember those waffles we had, the batter and everything? Oh my god. Oh, Wasn't dude! That the best uh, having food prepared for you downstairs and talking to the old ladies. This this past week, I had my first uncrustable. Have you ever had an uncrustable? Nah, is that a waffle? It's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That's like a wonton, in my opinion. It's a wonton. Sounds that's delicious. a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Sounds delicious. Oh my god. 
my buddy Ron said, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, like you put this shit in a toaster oven because, of course, the microwave instructions and blah, blah, blah. But you put that shit in a toaster oven for like, I don't know what it was, five, seven minutes from frozen. Holy shit. That thing was delicious. I'm going to go back and listen to this part because uh, I want to open up the small businesses. And uh, the big thing about right now is uh, foods. And I like this idea because it's, it's a quick snack. If you oh, go to dude. Trader Joe's, which is a hot hot store right now, which is one of those uh, you know supermarkets, most of their foods are snacks. And this sounds like a good idea to open a business with. And it's peanut butter and jelly, like a classic staple of food. You know, let's bring that back into the market. <laughs> oh, like, what dude. do you need? Chipotle? What are you going to eat? Uh, you know, uh, uh, sushi? No, I want to eat some P&J. You know? PB&J. But a different wonton version. So this is interesting, you know. Yeah, it, it, it's a little, like, crescent moon. It's a half moon of... I'm telling you the truth, right? If you walk around Manhattan right now and you count how many bakeries are open, and what does bakeries have? They're, like, these small versions of food. They're not, like, Dude. a full meal. Tell them they need to start doing peanut butter and jelly fucking, like, just buy a box of Uncrustables from the frozen section, put them yeah. in the toaster oven, and eat one. You'll be inspired. Right. I, I think America's trend right now is eating less and more free, like hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres are more hotter than a full-course meal with potatoes. Yeah, and- yeah probably. Like nobody yeah. has time to eat all that food and digest it, you know? We could be going through a digestional, <coughs> you know, or we're just getting older and stuff. We don't have time. <laughs> All right. So, like, we basically talked about a lot of things this episode. You know, we talked about conspiracies, Reddit, the state of yeah. the big country and the little little city. Yeah, I got to think of what we're going to name this episode. Uh, any suggestions? I think we need to just evaluate everything and read it. You know, maybe Reddit, something about Reddit. But, you know, I think we should do that off air. And we should uh, say good night and good luck to everybody listening. You know, we took a little uh, uh, day break or two, like, you know, a couple of days breaks. And our personal lives are starting to pick up, you know. But we're back on track. This is Big Norm Storm. And then my, co- my host and the one and only Tree Thomas signing off and saying good night. Good night, everyone.